This podcast is now brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And it's everything you need to make a podcast great in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 52. This podcast is sponsored by Generation You Can, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationyoucan.com.au and use the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first purchase. That's generationyoucan.com.au and use the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Generation You Can, the best choice for steady energy. This podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier. My name is Andrew Lorenzo, and I have committed myself to pushing my body and mind to their limits in my attempt to run a two-hour and 40-minute marathon by the year 2020. Over the course of my journey, starting in 2018, I've discovered many things about the human spirit that I want to share with all of you. It's my hope that I'll help you reach your true potential and inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. With the help of an amazing community of listeners and speakers, we can all push ourselves harder than we ever have in hopes of breaking the barrier. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. My name is Andrew Lorenzo. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can find all things Breaking the Barrier at the website, breakingthebarrierpodcast.com. You'll find detailed show notes, links to my life coaching and mindfulness coaching services, as well as a link to request to join the Breaking the Barrier Facebook community group. Of course, the Facebook community group is a place where you can go if you have questions, comments, victories, anything having to do with your journey. We're all there to help you out, listen, and celebrate your victories. I also want to remind you that if you are enjoying the podcast, please hop on iTunes, subscribe, and really, really important, leave a review. It takes like 20 seconds, and it will really help the popularity of the podcast in terms of getting it out there and letting more and more people hear it, because the more reviews I get, the more visible the podcast is. So we've got an exciting episode today. I'm going to be talking with Nick Jankowskis of Mets Performance about the importance of VO2 max and, of course, what it is. Before we get into that, I want to give a couple of shout-outs and mentions to some of the Breaking the Barrier members who are going above and beyond. So this first shout-out goes to Dean. So Dean posted in the Facebook community group with the results of his really ambitious goal for this year. Dean said, Hey, guys. At the start of this year, I set myself a stupid goal of running three ultra marathons over the year. Well, I'm happy to say that yesterday I successfully completed my third 50K. I have done the sprint, which is the 5K obstacle course. Well, 5K and change. The super obstacle course, which is 13 
kilometers or eight miles and the spartan beast which of course is the half marathon and those of you who don't know what a half marathon is that's 21.1 kilometers or about 13.1 miles and obstacle course so that's fun and it was a great you know is a great weekend so what i'm going to talk about a little bit is my experience with the spartan a brief history on the spartan race and some training tips. But before I get into that, of course, I want to give a shout out to some of the Breaking the Barrier members who are going above and beyond. So firstly, we have Kathleen. So Kathleen had this to say, I ran a local 10K outside Atlanta and broke my PR by over five minutes at 51 minutes and 51 seconds. Also got first place in my age group. All finishers got a medal and awardees received a local homemade key lime pie. It was a fun, well-organized event. Congratulations, Kathleen. First place in your age group. That's awesome. That's huge. Well done. That's a huge PR, five minutes. So for a 10K, that's that's a lot. That's To take that much time off of a 10K is huge. So really, really well done. And I'm all about that key lime pie. That's, uh, that's the kind of bling that I'm, I'm into. <laughs> so congratulations, Kathleen. Well done. Simon said, it feels like it's taken me ages to recover from the Melbourne Marathon, so it was nice to find that I still had that extra gear at Albert Park's 8th birthday celebration. And Simon posted a picture of his Strava run, which was a 5K in 17 minutes and 47 seconds, which is a three and a half kilometer pace, uh, three and a half minute kilometer pace. That's fast, really, really well done. Always, it can always be tricky and me especially with the injuries and everything I sometimes feel like recovery does take a while and so when you get those runs after that recovery period that lets you know that you still have it it's it's a great feeling Simon so I'm really really glad that you got a chance to experience that and congratulations Maria said super chuffed with my park run time of 25 minutes and 24 seconds this morning this is my PB for 2019 not bad considering that since May this was my fourth 5k run hashtag breaking the barrier awesome maria i know you've been struggling with that ankle injury stuff so it's really great to see that you're out there doing park runs again and 25 24 that's a great time considering well i mean it's a great time in and of itself and plus the fact that you haven't done a lot of running since may that's that's crazy when i read this i'm such a geek maria i just have to tell you what you wrote since may this was my fourth 5k kilometer run so the first thing that I thought of was may the fourth be with you <laughs> so yeah thanks for that but congratulations Maria and also for those of you who don't know Maria was part of the tribe this weekend while she was not racing with us she was there supporting us the whole way so I'll talk a little bit more about it later but uh, long story short in the Spartan race that we did this weekend and back in March as well she did the same thing uh, there are moments where you go toward the festival area and so she was always there cheering us on sometimes running with us taking pictures so most of the pictures that you see that I'll be posting that I'll continue to be posting for a while are actually pictures that Maria took so thank you so much for that uh, thank you so much for the support and um, also feeding us so <laughs> Maria bakes us many many culinary delights on a, on a regular basis so thank you for that Paul sent through this note Paul said I had a great day today I'm training for my first ever Ironman, and my plan calls for one day out of every three to four weeks where I have what's called an iron session, 
which consists of a workout over the course of three hours, which starts with 40 minutes of heavy Olympic lifting, followed immediately by a 20-minute run, then a 30-minute bike ride, followed by 30 minutes of circuit training using weights, and finishing off with an hour-long swim. I was amazed that I got through it, maybe not the fastest or strongest, and definitely a struggle toward the end, but five years ago, I would have never thought I had this in me. What a day. Amazed with what I put my body through. I can see why this workout is only once every three to four weeks. Can't wait to see what happens further on down with my training. Whoa, that's crazy. A th Paul, a three-hour workout with all of that stuff in it? That's, um, that's really intense. I'm so excited that you got through something like that. And I, and I can definitely see why that's not something that you would want to do any more often than three or four weeks. But congratulations. It sounds like you've come a long way with your physical fitness and the fact that you were able to do this workout. doesn't matter if you were slow or struggling. I mean, the fact that you got through it, I mean, that in and of itself is, is huge. I think I have to imagine that uh, the reason that a workout like this would be included in a plan is probably... I'd almost say it's more of a mental thing than a physical thing. I mean, yeah, to work out for three hours physically is a crazy endurance trial, but the fact that you stuck with it and you didn't give up, that says tons about your mental capacity. So well done, Paul. Congratulations. And I can't wait to see the updates on the Ironman. I also want to give a shout out to Annabelle and Marty who completed their Marathon Training Academy virtual half marathon. So of course I'm doing that as well and I use the Spartan Beast to do that. So of course you've heard me talk about Marathon Training Academy. I had them on the podcast for episode 50 and they also, they basically offer every year a virtual half marathon that you can take part of. And what it is is basically you can run a half marathon in any way you want, whether it's part of a race, whether it's part of your training, or whether you're walking, running, jogging, whatever. And you get the bling, you get to share that accomplishment with the MTA group and the virtual half group that pops up. And it's just a really, it's a really great way to bring a community together who otherwise wouldn't really be together. It's, you know, obviously with MTA, you have the community group as well, and that's a great way to meet new people. But also, it's just nice to share that accomplishment with others. So Annabelle and Marty, really, really well done. So glad that you were able to get it done. Marty, I know that you had said that it was a bit of a redemption after your last marathon. So that's always a great thing. Really, really well done. And um, I, I can't wait to see how you travel along. You're very active in the community. So thank you so much for that. Annabelle, I know that you're struggling a little bit with your pace at the moment, but I think a little bit of rest and recovery, you're going to you're gonna do just fine. And the fact, again, if I kind of go back to what I was talking about with Paul, the fact that you did it says, says amazing things about you. Uh, it doesn't always matter what the pace is. It doesn't matter how fast you're going, how slow you're going, but the fact that you have the heart and the gumption to do it, that that's a big deal. So Annabelle and Marty, congratulations. So congratulations to all of the members of the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond. Again, you can find a link to request to join the Facebook community group at the website breakingthebarrierpodcast.com or sending me a message on Facebook or Instagram and I'll send you the link to request to join. It's a great way to share your journey. It's a great way to get others involved. And I think for a lot of us, when we're setting goals and crushing goals, it's a great thing to do is to share them. And on the opposite end of that coin, if you're having a challenge 
it's a great way to sh to get some answers you know share the challenge in the group ask questions because there's always somebody who's been there or has been in a situation like that okay so real quick before i start talking about the spartan i just want to give you a little bit of an update on myself so obviously with the race did that that was great you know i i am recovering my quads are still pretty sore which i'll talk about in a little bit but in a good way not in an injury way and my running is full circle now i've been working with the myotherapist jason nass that of course i found through isabel ross which you can listen to her episode which is a couple episodes ago and of course isabel ross is an ultra runner who took part in the barkley marathons now i found him through her and he's been working on things like balance and degrees of rotation and some of the strength and we're just trying to work through the problem he very much is somebody who he's very much like he it's like watching sherlock holmes when i'm in a session with him because he uses like deductive reasoning right so he'll start out thinking or well he'll start out saying okay it could be this this and this and he's not saying that just because he doesn't know what else to say he's saying it because legitimately it could be this this or this and then we'll talk through it and then he'll rule something out and then we'll continue to talk through it or he'll watch me you know stand on one leg on a soft surface or he'll analyze my strength or he'll analyze how flexible i am or how i'm standing or moving and then he'll eliminate another reason or two and then we'll just keep going through the motions and you know we're gonna we're gonna continue to do that until we can really get on top of this problem and you know i'm, I'm continuing to work on my speed which is great like this morning i had a great workout it was a two mile warm-up about a 3k warm-up and then eight times 800 meter repeats and so i kept those at about a seven about a seven fifteen to seven thirty mile pace that's about a i don't know it's like a four thirty to four forty kilometer pace for the first four to five and then the last three i actually sped up so it was really great i was feeling strong and i sped up at the end so i was doing closer to 415 kilometer pace or about a 650 to a 705 mile and you know the, those workouts are tough you know eight times 800 meter repeats sometimes doesn't sound like a big deal like i mean i'll look at it and be like okay that's 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 a cool workout but by the time you're done man like <laughs> it's hard so the fact that i'm able to to pick up the pace at the end of it i'm really really excited about that i mean it was it was a bit tougher today than it normally would have been because again my quads are still a bit sore and i'm still recovering from the spartan but yeah the running is going great i the other day set out for an easy pace five mile run and i ended up running eight miles so i set out for in kilometers about eight kilometers i ended up running 13 and that was great again i sped up toward the end so for the first five miles i kept it at a cruisy 9:30 to 9:45 pace or about a about a six minute kilometer and then toward the end the last three miles I, I picked it up substantially so down to anywhere between an eight to an 8:30 minute mile or about a five to 520 kilometer pace and I felt really strong I felt like I could have kept going no niggles no pain it was great so that's awesome I'm really looking forward to continuing along with my speed workouts. The myotherapist Jason wants me to start picking up with my long runs again. So at the moment, Steve, Coach Steve from Marathon Training Academy, and I have formulated a plan where the Sunday long runs have been replaced with Sunday 
cross training sessions are well aerobic cross training sessions so for example this sunday i have scheduled a two hour long aerobic session whether that be a bike ride or the elliptical trainer something other than running which may or may not change uh, depending on what coach steve thinks about uh, what the myotherapist said and getting the long runs in but if i don't do a long run this weekend i'm not really going to be too upset about it just because I got in a midweek long-ish run. I know eight miles is not really a long run, but it's the longest run I've done in a little while, longest steady state run that I've done in a while. So that's something. I generally personally don't consider it a long run unless it's 10 miles or over. Even 10 miles, I still kind of feel like it's a bit mid-distance because I I can do that in about an hour and a half. So I, I feel like long runs are an hour and 45 minutes or longer for me personally for me that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to anybody else not worth a hill of beans to anybody else if your long run is 30 minutes that's great you know it just depends on what your ability is at or what your skill levels at or where your experience is at at the moment so that's where i am at the moment i am confident that between these new workouts and jason and you know coach steve that I will be able to beat this injury. And right now, at this moment, I am looking at probably not doing an April marathon. I don't know that might change, but I'm, I'm possibly going to do the Gold Coast Marathon in July as my next marathon. So that gives me from now seven and a half months or something like that to really prepare for this thing. And by the time I get there, I'll be looking to be chasing a 320 or a 330 time. I know that's ambitious. But that's seven months of speed work, seven months of really working with my body to make sure that everything gets sorted, and I think that I can do it. Now, the the 240 may not happen in 2020. Matter of fact, I can can say with some confidence that it won't. Maybe I'm hoping that I'll be able to BQ in 2020, but even that might be a little bit of a stretch if I'm doing a 320 to 330 marathon, best case scenario, in July. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, this journey, again, was never so much about just the time and the schedule in which I want to do it. It was more about working with my mental capacity and my physical capacity and see what my limits are. You know, I've said this before a couple years ago. If I had hit these roadblocks, I would have given up, you know, hands down, given up. But the fact that I'm, I'm still going and still trying to figure out a way to keep going that excites me and it excites me to see where I'm going to go with my running. So, okay, the Spartan. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about is just my general experience with the Spartan. So I got into the Spartan races just this year. So March was my first one out in the Turidan estate here in Victoria. I started my Spartan journey with a super. So the super is, like I said, the 13 kilometer obstacle course and that was that was really hard it was really really hard because a i had never done one before i'd never i'd not really trained for it but b in turidan that day in march it was like stupidly hot it was i think it was like 37 degrees celsius by 9 or 10 a.m and that's about I don't know, it's like 100 degrees, 105 degrees or something, so it was dumb. (laughs) But it was a lot of fun. We got through it. Uh, So that was my first Spartan, of course. I do have a Lessons from a Spartan outlining that particular race. I can't remember what episode it is, but have a search for it, Lessons from a Spartan in the Breaking the Barrier podcast. Have a listen. 
Um, and then, so with this one, it was it was a similar it was a similar experience for me. I trained a little bit more than I did for the last one, and by a little bit more, I don't mean much more. I just mean that I spent a little bit more time, say, with a rope. But even then, I only was able to climb the rope maybe two or three times out of the 30 that I attempted it in my training, right? So it wasn't like I was going gung-ho. I worked a little bit more with the monkey bars. So I was overall pretty pretty happy with, with how the Spartan went. But it was just a great experience. You know, I was there with... I was there with a team, you know, we raced as a team, you know, Andrew, Andy, who has been on the podcast before with the Park Run episode, sort of is our team captain, and it's an honor to run with him, I love running with him, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite memories in this past weekend, actually in the first Spartan as well, was running with Andy, so on the first Spartan, because for whatever reason, well, probably the heat and I wasn't as in shape as I am now uh you know toward the end it was just Andy and I and he came up to me and he said look man just you and me let's just trot this thing and so we did and it wasn't fast by any means and it was was an interesting turnaround because in this past Spartan in the beast in the half marathon there was a moment where we kind of did the same thing only it was fast (laughs) we ran together pretty quickly and we were just really comfortable, you know, it was, we were both in much better shape now than we were then. Not that we were in bad shape then, but we just knew a little bit more what to expect and we trained a little bit harder and it was just, you know, it was cool. It was, that's what the Spartan does. It brings out that camaraderie and I had camaraderie with all of them. So obviously Andy was there. There was Lori, Lenny, Chris, Troy, Jess, G, Terry, Chris, Matt, and myself. And we just, we had a blast. It was it was a true test of endurance. The 5K, okay, so if I start with the 5K, which we did on Saturday. Oh, and Brendan. I can't forget Brendan. Brendan was there. <laughs> Sorry, Brendan. Love you, buddy. You were there too. <laughs> um, basically, we started with the sprint on the Saturday. Brendan didn't take part in the sprint. That's why I, I forgot to mention his name because I, was, I, was, I wrote down everybody that did the sprint with us. But... So we did the sprint on Saturday, and it was really a lot of fun. It took us about an hour and 20 minutes to do it, and it was it was a blast. The Sunday was the Spartan Beast, which was the half marathon. That's what Brendan joined us for. So again, kudos to Brendan. This is his first Spartan. Really, he's just getting into fitness, and he decided that his first race was going to be the Spartan Beast up Mystic Mountain. That's crazy. You're crazy. Well done. And that was that was a lot of fun. So that took us about five and a half hours. Some of us got injured along the way or were struggling with injury. Thankfully, I was not one of them for once. Not that I'm thankful that anybody was injured, but it was just it was it was nice to not be the injured one for for once. And so, yeah, we traveled on through. Now, just speaking about some of the obstacles. I mean, I don't want to get too much into the obstacles because as I said in my last episode about the Spartan, part of the fun is sort of hitting the obstacles when you're not sure exactly what to expect. I mean, there are obstacles that you know, right? So there's the rope climb, there's the spear throw, there's the fire walk in some in some areas. We didn't have the fire walk. I don't think we had the fire walk back in March either. Um, there, of course, are the basic walls and you know, to get to the start line, you have to jump over a wall first. So you're, you're getting an obstacle right away. But there are also obstacles that 
you know, that are just fun, like the barbed wire crawl. It's not particularly hard. It's, you know, it's just, it takes a while because it can be a, a quite a long distance and depending on if you get caught or not, but it's great photo op anyway. But yeah, some of the obstacles that I did not expect to be hard, I will say, for example, the horizontal rope climb. So that's, of course, as opposed to the vertical rope climb, the horizontal rope climb is basically attached at two points and you got to crawl across it, whether you're on top of the rope or below it. I chose below and that thing sucked. Like I didn't expect it to. It just sucked. It was hard it, for a couple of reasons. A, my elbows were starting to go. I've developed tennis elbow. I don't know why, but I, whatever, that's a thing that I have now. Uh, but anyway, but it was mostly the burns that I got and the bruises that I got on my legs because I didn't wear my long socks this time because the last time I did that, they got all wet and it took me like 10 minutes to get them off each because they were compression socks. So I was like, nah, but that thing was horrendous. <laughs> got through it, which was great. The, you know, my favorite obstacle, of course, is it's kind of like, it's not a salmon ladder, but it's, it's kind of like it's set up. I think there are six or seven rungs up and they're diagonally slanted toward you and you've got to climb up that and so I love doing that I think it's a lot of fun and it just it just it's a it's an upper body strength sort of test and it's just a nice feeling when you get to the top there were obstacles in March that I completely failed that I that I hit this this time around so between the two days I I, I hit every obstacle I I passed every obstacle that's not to say that I passed every obstacle twice. For example, the vertical rope climb, I, I nailed that on Saturday, not so much on Sunday. I couldn't find my J-hook and I just, I, I wasn't going to try to muscle it up because I knew that I would probably do some damage to my to my hands and I wasn't going to make it. So I decided to burpee out. Uh, the spear throw, I didn't hit on Saturday, but I did hit on Sunday. Always a, always a really cool thing. And the monkey bars. I didn't even come close to completing those back in March. Not. But this time, it was great. I had I had much better uh, strength and grip strength, and I developed a technique while training where it's just more of using my body to swing, and it worked. It worked really well. It's probably not the perfect tra uh, technique that I used, but it worked for me. I'm sure there's something more efficient, and I'll, I'll learn it along the way. But yeah, so overall, I mean, it was a great experience. There was some really hairy, you know, grab life, grab it because it's not promised. Tomorrow is not promised and you've got to spend your life happy and you've got to go for the thing that makes you happy. No matter what consequence you think it might bring. You've got one life, so you've got to live it. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play a conversation that Ash and I had on our way home from Castle, Maine, so you can just hear a little bit about what we experienced, like I said. So this will technically be Ashley's second time on the podcast. Of course, Ash is the voice that you hear at the beginning of the podcast, shouting out to the episode's sponsor, Generation You Can. So... Here is the conversation that Ash and I had about our night in Castlemaine.
everyone. So I'm sure I've given this conversation an intro in the actual episode of the podcast, but um, myself and Ash were on our way back from Castle, Maine, where we went to go do a sort of cemetery tour. And, um, well, basically what happened beforehand was kind of intense. And I just wanted to have a chat with Ash about it. And, you know, this whole breaking the barrier thing is about my personal, mental, physical journey. And I think this was kind of a big part of it, which is why I'm going to be doing this episode. I'm going to start recording tomorrow. So, bit of a uh, bit of a prequel to the episode. So, Ash, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. And so, do you want to describe what happened a little bit? <laughs> well, without going into too much graphic detail, um, uh, we were having dinner, and all of a sudden. Andrew stopped talking and his face went red and he made a really funny face and I do that I was sort of saying are you okay because I wasn't he looked in pain I wasn't sure if he'd bit his tongue and then he took a sip of his drink and I started to think oh no he's choking please don't be choking and then the next minute the drink came back up all over his meal and I knew that he was in pretty serious trouble so I jumped up and actually gave him the Heimlich maneuver about six times to save him literally literally she saved my life it was very surreal because when it first started you know when that stuff happens because we've all choked on food I think at some point but most of the time hopefully most of the time it, it either comes up or you end up swallowing it and that's I, I kept swallowing in hopes that it would go down, and then when it wasn't going to go down, I was trying to cough it up, but I couldn't cough, and that's when I took the drink, and then I had the sense to give myself the Heimlich, and, you know, I was panicking, I was panicking, I was freaking out because I didn't know what was going to happen, and my giving myself, it wasn't working, and I, I thought to myself, this is it, this is how I go, and it was scary, and then that's when Ash, I guess was experiencing all the thoughts that she was experiencing and that's when I saw her jump up and I felt really safe uh, because I knew that she was there and she wasn't going to let anything happen to me um, she she basically beasted my chair out from away from me and knocked it into the guy behind me which was pretty funny yeah he just stayed seated I don't think he gave a shit <laughs> <laughs> well the other people in the restaurant kind of what happened? I didn't... because you. So, I, I attempted about three pumps and it wasn't coming up. And I, at that point, started to panic like I was going to need extra assistance or even just for someone else to be aware so that they could call an ambulance if I wasn't going to be able to get it up. Um, but then some people over the other side of the restaurant, which was quite empty to begin with, started to stand up and make their way over and afterwards I felt really grateful that there are still you know people out there who who will help a stranger in that instant like that they, they don't even think mm. they just jumped up to help and the waitress came over but I think because I was already doing what one is supposed to do in that situation there wasn't really much else apart from maybe 
getting someone bigger and stronger to have, have done it for me if I couldn't have gotten it up there wasn't much else to be done yeah I think those deadlifts that you've been doing in the gym have paid off because you definitely lifted me off the ground 100, 110% like I'm glad that you're slim because <laughs> that would assist but I'm glad that I have strength because I literally gave it everything that I had and I mean obviously I know where to to put place my hands in that situation but I didn't care if I would have broken a rib I squeezed you the hardest with the most yeah. like um, you know instant force that I could I think I'm gonna be sore tomorrow well, speaking of sore, I actually did pull muscles in my wrist. Sorry. <laughs> like, that's how hard I pulled into you. Well, tell, tell everybody the interesting thing about the Heimlich. Um, well, just in general, if you need to administer it on yourself, hitting yourself on the stomach isn't the best, um, just because if you can't breathe, obviously you're not going to be able to hit yourself with much strength so what you're supposedly supposed to do is to run with a little bit of speed or force into the back of a chair that's around about the height uh, that you would need which is where your hip uh, your ribs split into that v sort of shape um and what it will do is pretty much like as if someone punched you in the stomach it wins you um and will force the food out or a table of that height um and actually it's probably not it's not recommended to drink which I did yeah if you're choking because I actually think that looking at the size of the piece of steak which which by the way it was steak um, came out it was I think that it might have actually expanded it even further when you had the drink yeah and what had you been just come off of my October marathon well I would have uh, whatever marathon that might be so that's my Spartan plans for the next 12 months. So, okay, so that's a that was a bit of a highlight sort of idea of what... Typically, we'll do lots of long, slow, continuous training. Makes sense. We need to accumulate the Ks in the legs. We're really good in terms of just going all day at a pretty comfortable pace. So we generally see the usage of oxygen is really quite consistent. And then sort of getting towards threshold, things start to decline quite rapidly. Um, lactate starts to increase really, really fast because all of a sudden our body goes, I can use oxygen really well, but I can't use it quickly. And as that rate increases, as we increase intensity, we need to get more oxygen faster, but our body just can't process it. 